0: WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. That's WonderfulPistachios.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all new, better than ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all new, nitrogen infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1182. How much protein do you really need? Part two, by Sirdar Tundjala of nerdgettingfit.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Welcome to a Thursday edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is one of a few podcasts where we read to you from blogs for free so that you don't have to read them yourself except on Fridays. That's where I usually answer your questions. Now, I must say that since this is my favorite time of year, I would be disappointing myself if I didn't at least acknowledge that Thanksgiving Day here in the US is only a week away. I know that because of the pandemic, this Thanksgiving will likely be very surreal for many of us, but I just wanna say I hope that you're still able to take a moment and express gratitude for what you do have. And I'll take a moment by expressing my gratitude to you, and I appreciate you so much for listening to this show. I appreciate you sharing this with someone. In fact, that's one of the best ways to keep this show going is if you know someone that can benefit from listening to this, send a link to them. And again, I thank you for doing that. Now, today's episode is a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That's episode 1181. But if you're all caught up, Let's get right to part two and continue optimizing your life. How much protein do you really need? Part two by Sirdar Tunjala of nerdgettingfit.com. In order to counter this metabolic slowdown, you wanna take measures to increase your metabolism. A high-protein diet helps this in two ways. One, eating high protein in addition to resistance training helps increase muscle mass, thereby increasing basal metabolic rate. Muscle costs more than fat to maintain in terms of calorie, so you burn more calories over the course of 24 hours to maintain that muscle. And two, digesting protein takes more energy compared to the other macronutrients. The thermic effect of food is the number of calories burned to digest and use the food we eat. When you consume protein, 15 to 30% of the calories we burn digesting food goes to digesting that protein. This number is much less for carbohydrates, around 5 to 10%, and 0 to 3% for fats. Protein not only helps with increasing your metabolic rate, but it also helps with satiety. Compared to carbohydrates and fats, protein keeps you feeling full with fewer amounts of calories. That means if you follow a high-protein diet, you will feel fuller, consuming fewer amounts of calories. This is great news for people who don't want to count calories. One clinical study showed that people who eat a high-protein diet feel full and think less about food compared to those who follow a more moderate protein diet. Based on all of this information, how much protein should you consume to help with weight loss? There are simply two main ways to calculate protein intake. One, a percentage of total calories and two, grams per pound or kilogram of body weight. The problem with the first method is that protein is not necessarily always used as an energy source. Protein can be used for energy, but is also used to generate and repair tissues. Therefore, we often determine protein needs based on body weight instead of a percentage of total calories. However, using body weight to calculate protein needs becomes less and less accurate as body fatness goes up. Body fat doesn't use protein to maintain, so if someone has too much body fat, eating the recommended amount of protein based on body weight will be too much. In my opinion, a better way to calculate your protein intake is to use your goal body weight. For fat loss goals, aim for 0.7 to 1 gram of protein per pound of your goal weight. Who else needs a high protein intake? If you are happy with your body weight, and not trying to lose fat or gain muscle, do you still need to eat high protein? Well, it depends on your unique situation, and a registered dietitian can give you the best answer. That being said, people who work at physically demanding jobs that involve a lot of walking, running, lifting, etc., need additional protein to meet the demands of their body. The elderly population can also benefit from a high-protein diet to attenuate bone and muscle loss. These individuals do not need as much protein as athletes, but increasing protein intake from 0.8 grams to one up to 1.2 grams per kilogram of body weight or about 0.5 grams per pound has been shown to be beneficial for older people. Athletes also need higher protein intakes compared to sedentary individuals. For strength athletes, the recommended protein intake is about 1.4 to 1.8 grams per kilogram of body weight or 0.6 to 0.8 grams per pound of body weight. Whereas for endurance athletes, the range is 1.2 to 1.4 grams per kilogram body weight, or 0.5 to 0.6 grams per pound body weight. Do you need animal protein? If you are vegetarian or vegan, can you still build muscle? As I mentioned before, proteins are composed of various amino acids. Animal proteins are considered complete proteins because they contain all nine essential amino acids. However, most plant-based proteins either lack at least one essential amino acid or the levels are too low. Some plant proteins such as quinoa, buckwheat, and soy are actually complete proteins. That being said, it doesn't mean you can't get all nine essential amino acids if you stick to plant-based proteins. Dana Hoonis, RD, PhD, an adjunct assistant professor, at the Fielding School of Public Health at UCLA, states that you can eat a variety of plant-based proteins throughout the day to get all the essential amino acids. The key word here is variety. If you are vegetarian or vegan, you should eat a variety of plant-based proteins such as lentils, grains, nuts, and beans. If your goal is weight loss, however, getting enough protein from plant sources while keeping calories low can be challenging. While it is relatively easy to find lean animal products that are low in calories and high in protein, such as boneless, skinless chicken breast, tuna, tilapia, egg whites, etc., most plant based proteins contain a significant amount of carbohydrates along with protein. For example, in order to get 20 grams of protein, you need to eat roughly 250 calories worth of lentils, whereas you can get 20 grams of protein from chicken while staying under 100 calories. Conclusion. Whether you want to lose fat or build muscle, it is a good idea to increase your daily protein intake. If you are not good at measuring and tracking, aim for at least 30 to 40 grams of protein at each meal. Eating this much protein at every meal will help you feel full with fewer calories and help you reach your protein goals. You just listened to part two of the post titled, How Much Protein Do You Really Need? by Sirdar Tunjala of nerdgettingfit.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. One of our Optimal Health daily listeners actually recently asked me about daily protein needs. The listener was familiar with the recommendations that Sirdar mentioned. Recommendations like, if we're active, we should consume between one and 1.2 grams of protein per kilogram body weight. But the listener's goals also included weight loss. So when they did the math and used their current body weight to calculate their daily protein needs, they discovered that they needed to eat over 200 grams of protein each day. That's way too much. The amount of food they would need to consume to get in those 200 grams of protein per day, that alone would probably prevent them from losing weight. Plus, as I mentioned in my commentary on yesterday's episode, the body is capable of converting excess protein to body fat. So I'm glad that Sirdar addressed this. If you want to lose weight and ensure that you're still getting enough protein in your diet, don't use your current body weight to calculate how many grams of protein you need each day. Instead, use your goal weight. Here's an example. Let's say you currently weigh 230 pounds, but your goal is to get down to 180 pounds. When calculating your daily protein needs, then, use your goal weight of 180 pounds instead. So you would multiply 180 pounds. By 0.7, which was the recommendation Sirdar gave, and you would end up with 126 grams of protein per day. 126 grams would be your daily protein goal. This is much more reasonable than trying to consume 230 grams of protein each day. All right, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you back here tomorrow for another QA episode and where your optimal life. Await!